0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com.
0: So I've been talking, as I'm sure we all have, over the last 10 days, about little else than what's been going on between Iran, the United States, and involving Canada. The immediate involvement in Canada is with our Canadian Armed Forces personnel. Where were they? What was going to be happening? They were being moved. There was concern about them because they were on the air base, or at least the military base in Iraq, where uh, the Iranians uh, hit with their missiles. And then, of course, we all became aware of Ukraine Airlines Flight 752. 176 people dead. 57 Canadians lost their lives. And we've talked today about the where's, the why for's, who's responsible, how to deal with it in the, in the big picture. But we talk to each other, and there isn't a day that's gone by in your life or mine where we haven't had several conversations about this. And I think it's one way that we, we try to diffuse the tension that builds up inside each of us. We want answers we don't have any or we don't have many. We want assurances that things are not going to get worse. How do we do that for each other? And what do we tell our kids? Because, you know, kids are extremely observant. And if mom or dad or, you know, the neighbors or uncle or grandparents have deep concerns, kids pick up on that right away. And it affects them. So what's the best way to deal with it with kids? Do you, do you make up a story to try to make them feel a little less concerned? But you know they're going to be out in, in, in life in general. They'll be at school. They'll be with their friends. They'll hear other people talking. Or do you just sit them down and tell them the truth as best you can about what's going on and try to answer questions that you don't have answers to? So how do we deal with this from a psychological point of view? Because we all have these concerns. We all have these conversations. If I open the phone lines now, we could talk for hours about what disturbs us and what we have at one answers to. So how do we deal with personal fear and anxiety over these developments? Dr. Frank Farley, internationally recognized authority in psychology and human behavior, professor of psychology at Temple University, past president of the American Psychological Association, born and raised in Alberta and the People's Professor on Psychology Today's blog. We like to go to Frank Farley, to Dr. Farley uh, at times like this for his sage advice. Frank, it's good to talk to you, and thank you for taking the time. You're welcome, Roy. So I imagine you, like me, like everyone listening now, has had a psychological response to um, to what's gone on. Sometimes these become physical responses as well. So, it, when you have if you have a psychological response, and it depresses or you become angry or you want answers and you don't have them, so you're frustrated. First of all, is that completely
1: natural? Yes. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And you know, it can range from sadness I mean, 57 wonderful Canadians lost their life in this thing, and uh, we don't know where it'll all go, from sadness all the way up to rage and anger. Uh, So these are natural human emotions, and, um, you know, emotions are important in our life. We don't want to, you know, live an emotionless life. No, we don't. That would be unnatural (laughs) for our species. And um, the, I think, to me, the guiding ideas don't let it, you know, literally take over our our being, our life. Uh, I think it's very important to gain some perspective on it as quickly as one can, uh, because it's very easy for emotions to sort of take over everything. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so... Um,
0: it's interesting also to say that, Frank, because no matter where we turn, and I've been doing this all day, talking about what's been going on, what's happening, because people have a thirst for information, and you want to know, you want to hear from people who have a perspective that you might not have or may not have heard somewhere else. Uh, so we're, we're surrounded by it constantly. So it does, uh, if it doesn't take over our lives, it, it certainly impacts our lives, and I would imagine... If you look inside a relationship, just a family relationship, different people are reacting differently to what's going on, which can cause tensions within the family.
1: Oh, of course. And, uh, you know, families can differ. Mm -hmm. Um, You might remember Tolstoy's famous line about families, you know, happy families are all the same, unhappy families are all different. (laughs) And, you know, that bespeaks the, the complexity of families. Yeah. And so you can get an incredible range of emotions within one family. But um, I think it's very important when the, the incident is, is far away, is not in your particular immediate life, to not let the emotions take over, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 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 must get, you must move on. And one of the key ideas in uh, therapy is that it's not the situation in front of you it's your interpretation of the situation that is key and that's what therapists work on your interpretation of situations and uh, too often we catastrophize that's a f- a favorite word of many therapists you know and we do often catastrophize a situation that is quite remote from us personally but, you know, we take it to heart, and we, we exaggerate it, and we catastrophize it in terms of our own emotions. And uh, so it's very important to keep this fundamental principle in front of yourself. That is, it's not the situation, you know, that, that we're talking about as much as your interpretation of that situation. And, you know, we have this fabulous brain, <laughs> You know, the cognitive brain, the logical, this fabulous logic machine and this reasoning device. And it's at times like this, I think, that we really need to bring it to bear and realize that, for one thing, uh, we're not going to, you know, if we take a flight today, you know, from Hamilton to Vancouver, the likelihood that it will be shot down or will explode in the air or, or there will be any accident at all is extremely small. And and I'm touching here on a very important principle in how we deal with these things. It's the principles of probability, you know. In our own lives, the probability of, of, of a tragedy like this is extremely, infinitesimal and it's so important to keep that in mind and if you're talking to your kids you can use this as a lesson about probabilities because we live a probabilistic life you know will I will I get through the day will I live tomorrow will I be successful etc. these are all probabilities and it's so important for kids to get that perspective that you know if the family's going on a trip in the next few days and they're going to be flying the likelihood that there'll be any tragedy is extremely small and that's a very important point to carefully explain to children and and for all of us you know we have this incredible device the human brain this this logic machine this it's cognitive brain And we can use reason, and we can use logic, and basically we're safe at this time. We do have a tragedy that was terrible, and we should talk about it, and we should, you know, get some perspective, some take on it, but it's very important for it not to sort of become some kind of emotional contagion.
0: You know, Frank, uh, when you think about uh, the, the problems and the issues and the challenges that people face on a daily basis, individually, we all have challenges that we face. We all have situations that we're dealing with. Perhaps it has to do with uh, with health. Perhaps it has to do with finances. Perhaps it has to do with family dynamics. Perhaps it has to do with all of those and more. These pressures and these particular uh, experiences can be over, over emotionally overwhelming and I've I've talked to people who've been you know um, metaphorically standing on the ledge you know what I mean yep. Red, ready to jump and just abandon life and, and and I've always said to them and I don't know whether this makes any sense or not but I've always said I look at it this way and I've covered and spoken about and been involved with some of the most really tragic news stories and events if I can't affect it personally, if I can't impact a situation personally, I'm not going to let it overwhelm me. And it's something I've learned over time, but I think, I don't know if that makes sense or not.
1: Is that, is that, does that make sense to you? Oh, it makes a lot of sense to me. Absolutely. You know, you just can't control everything. Uh, so, you know, can, so, species, so, so we're kind of into control. So in focus
0: on the things you can affect and can control, and that'll give you a bit of a psychological boost, would it not? Indeed. Yes.
1: Um, I'll give you a quick example. Now, um, can you hold on to that thought for a second? Sure.
0: Because I just had a look at these numbers that keep flashing in front of me. It's called a clock. Uh, they're all over this place, and they haunt me. I need help with those. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, Dr. Fra- Doctor Farley. Dr. Frank Farley, Professor Frank Farley is my guest. We're talking about how events uh, in life and, and in the news and in the world – can become overwhelming. I know there are people listening to this program right now who are feeling very tense. I've I've received emails from from folks who've who've written about how this is affecting them on a, on a daily basis and worried. There was worried about World War III. I tweeted out the other day. Look, uh, I'm old enough to remember as a as a as a teenager being around for the Cuban Missile Crisis. At that time, we really were staring down the barrel, or at this time, we're not. Please, you know get a good night's sleep, um, reassure the kids, and we'll talk in the morning. And that tweet was repeated time and again. So we do let things get to us. Let me get back to Professor Frank Farley. We are talking about the issue of uh, pressures and psychology and um, how, we, how we deal with them individually and as, uh, as parents. Frank, when it comes to uh, to dealing with kids, what do you? What's the best way to approach it? I can say to myself, "Okay, I can't specifically uh, impact a, a situation, something that's happened, so I'm not going to let it intrude on my life beyond a certain point, amount my personal being." But what do you do? What? How do you explain things to kids uh, at different ages, different stages of development? What's the best approach?
1: Well, firstly, with the youngest kids, my advice is to leave it alone unless the child raises a question about it or the child seems to be having there's something wrong something's their 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 sleep is not right their sleep behavior doesn't seem to be right or they're crying a lot or showing sadness or unusual behaviors their eating might be not normal then you want to find out what's going on and maybe it turns out to be some fears about what they've heard and maybe that a war is coming or something but unless you see those signs or unless the child asks you something about it, my advice is to basically let sleeping dogs lie where the youngest kids are concerned, where oh, the older kids are concerned, maybe getting into the, into the tween years, you know, the middle school years mm-hmm. and so on. Um, there you can engage in a pretty good discussion with them and uh, help them with their interpretation of this e- these events. And give them some perspective, and have a, a almost an adult discussion of the issues, and that can be, you know, a teaching moment, a teachable moment, really, in child rearing. So that's my advice. The, the youngest kids, let sleeping dogs lie, unless there are some problems that you could see in the child's behavior. Uh, for the older kids, engage in a in a interesting, you know, adult. Teenager discussion,
0: and uh, as parents or as adults in a home, you monitor what you're saying to each other, and you uh, so you keep an ear open to what the kids are saying, how they're communicating, what they're talking about, and if you hear them starting to talk about an issue such as what's been going on uh, internationally, you know, Iran, the United States, the loss of life, tragic loss of life on that airliner, Canadians. Uh, you uh, at that point you interject, you you, you make
1: a make you provide them with the opportunity to talk to you. Indeed, great, yes. Always good And it's very important for you as the adult in the room (laughs) to uh, be calm. Okay. You know, again to use that word catastrophize. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be calm, be you know, an adult. And listen adult.
0: And listen to their questions.
1: Yep. Frank,
0: always good talking to you. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Good talking with you, Rod. Take care,
0: Dr. Frank Farley. Temple University in Philadelphia, psychology professor, past president of the American Psychological Association. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.